Hello and welcome to another episode of the Livius Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Breitkopf. So today I've got a special treat. I've got one of my favorite guests back again. We just had him on the pod a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Marvin Vilma. How you doing, Marvin? Doing well. How are you, Jason? I'm doing very well. So today I brought Mar- Marvin onto the podcast to talk a little bit more about college counseling stuff. And uh, a topic that's been rattling around my head, especially as I've been thinking about all the high school juniors I've been working with on test prep. And so I wanted to talk today about uh, what juniors can do to prepare themselves for the college application process. And so I figured someone who's worked on both sides of the app, of the college application process uh, in admissions and uh, as a college counselor would be a great person to talk to. So Marvin, thanks for coming on the show. Glad to be here. So once again, just in case people haven't heard any of your episodes previously, and again, Marvin was on last year for a great series we had on the uh, admissions process for applying to private or independent high schools. Uh, so we did five episodes last year, and this is his second one on this year. Uh, in case someone uh, hasn't heard you before in the podcast, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, so I started off in the classroom as an English teacher and did diversity initiatives at an independent boarding school in the greater Boston area. After that, I had the opportunity to be in college admissions at Babson College and read files for other institutions as well and have done an assortment of things in higher ed, including running a high school program and doing fundraising and development. So uh, really proud to have been in so many different facets of education and hopefully can share some helpful information to folks today. And I think that's one of the reasons why I love having you on is because you've done so many different things in the educational sphere, working in admissions and being a teacher. And I think you get a really... A multi-dimensional look at the process so I, I was I'm really excited to talk to you about this so I know a lot of what uh, happens in the college admissions process happens senior year mm-hmm. the actual application is filled out the forms are filled out whether physical or digital um, submissions are made a lot of students uh, do all this work try to cram it all in between the beginning of the school year and either that November 1st 10th 15th early admissions deadline or that end of December to middle of January regular deadline. But one thing I'm a big fan of is um, not rushing, (laughs) not cramming. I I teach study skills classes, and one of the big things that we try to teach uh, students is long-term preparation. Mm -hmm. So I'm really fascinated about what students can do in the long term to prepare themselves for this process so there's less rushing and cramming at the last second. Um, So on a high-level overview, what are some things that juniors can do high school juniors, to prepare themselves for the college application process that they're going to dive into starting senior year. Mm -hmm. So this first piece of advice would be a little dicey, considering um, the audience. Okay. But I actually think of the admission process as a huge self-reflective exercise, and I think I may have mentioned this in a previous podcast. So where I actually start off with juniors is, is college the right next step for you? Oh my. So even before kind of jumping into the nitty gritty of making sure that all the application pieces are in the right place, having students really think about, is this four-year experience or five-year experience, whatever, whatever amount of time it takes, really what is best for the student and their needs, their learning needs, their career goals, so on and so forth. And so taking that time to really reflect on what have I done in high school so far, where am I hoping to go beyond high school, whether it's college or career and or career, um, is a huge part of 
kind of step zero even before we have this conversation about mm-hmm. the application process. And if you had students who say, you know what, never mind, I just want to, you know, live in my parents' basement and, and not really accomplish anything. <laughs> Do you have students yeah. ever say that? Not so explicitly, but I'm sure some of them <laughs> might be thinking that. Um, I think for a lot of students, it's like, I don't know what I want to study. I don't know what I want to do. And so college is just that next thing. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of students who really take that time find out that a gap year experience is really what they want, whether it's doing service or doing work or studying abroad and then coming back, or perhaps it's doing a PG year if they're an athlete. And just for folks listening who might not know, what is a PG year? Uh, so a PG year is a post-grad year where um, typically for athletes, uh, they spend an additional year in high school to help be academically prepared for um, college or wherever they choose to go beyond high school. Sometimes if they're going pro, they might do an extra year in high school. So it really depends, but it's a fifth year of high school, essentially. Right. <laughs> and so to go back from one thing you just said a little ago, the gap year, which is whether you were accepting to college and you're deferring or you did not get into the schools of your choice and you feel you must take a year off, it's a chance to do things that'll help uh, either provide you a little information and knowledge for direction or more valuable uh, resources onto your application for reapplication to college mm-hmm. one year later. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had an episode on the gap year in the past. Please look that up um, in the in the list of episodes for the pod. But one of the things we talked about with the gap year is that a gap year is not just hanging out and chilling. Absolutely. So what are some things, that, uh, before we talk about, we go back, I just want to make sure, because again, we didn't talk about the gap year. I talked about it with um, another person. Uh, what are some things that, that you've seen students do for gap years that are valuable to them uh, mm-hmm. in terms of just career or college applications later? Mm-hmm. I've seen some students go abroad for a year. Um, Sometimes they are working abroad and uh, doing some really cool projects, whether it's research or work or internship related. I've seen students do more structured programs where they are with a school or with a organized program and doing volunteer service. Um, And that's probably the most popular thing that I've seen students do, but there is a variety of options out there. Okay. So the first thing is, are you ready for college? What are you interested in studying? And do you really think you need to go? Mm-hmm. And then that, that the goal of that is to get the student to reflect on what they actually want to get out of the experience. Absolutely. So what's next? What's the next thing juniors can do to get themselves ready for this process? Yeah. So I don't know that this is really a step-by-step thing, so I may jump in different no, directions. No, please do. So I, I didn't mean to bot you into that. I, no, I don't, not yeah. at all. Not at all. Um, so one important piece for me is for students to start talking to different folks at their school to see what resources are available to them. So whether it's talking to teachers, counselors, to see is there going to be support for me as I make this next big decision in life? Um, And if those resources aren't available to a student, finding out where those resources are, whether it's going through um, kind of a company like Livius or finding that resource elsewhere. Um, figuring out who is going to be the best person or best people to help me make this decision uh, is part of the junior year process. So it's seeking people out. You're you're saying don't wait for people to come to you and tell you what to do. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's an important thing because a lot of students with with whom I've worked over the years have just been, well, I'll wait till the guidance counselor or the college counselor at my high school gets to me. Mm -hmm. Well, if you go to a school with four, five, six hundred students in your grade, you know, who knows when that's going to be? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, 
college counselors or high, uh, guidance counselors in high schools are some of the most overworked people I've ever met in my life. Right. They, they have caseloads of hundreds of students. Mm-hmm. Uh, sitting around and waiting is not necessarily a good idea. Um, what are some other things that students can do junior year to help them prepare for this process? Yeah, so starting to talk to um, teachers, I think, mm-hmm. is important. A lot of seniors that I work with, they spend their fall of senior year figuring out who's going to write my recommendation letter. Mm-hmm. And they haven't really built relationships with teachers prior to that point. And so they're scrambling, trying to figure out, oh, maybe I should ask my ninth grade teacher that I haven't really spoken to for the past two years to write something for me. And it's like, no, you know, you really want a meaningful letter where a teacher can really write about how you've grown, what you've contributed to your school community, things like that. And so starting to rebuild those relationships if they haven't been developing or cultivating um, or finding new relationships that might be helpful for your admission process as well. Um, Another piece that I encourage students to do is to take a look at their academic portfolio. Okay. So what classes have you taken? What classes haven't you taken? How well have you performed? And that just helps to start managing expectations around where you might go. Mm-hmm. I think senior year is a little bit too late to start that process. Right, right. Um, because at that point, your grades are locked in. There's nothing you can do to change them. You're working with what you got. So you're talking about looking at your grades and then helping using that to help you start putting together your college list. Putting together your colleges, yes, and helping you to figure out, is there anything I can do during junior spring to show that I really care about my academics, particularly if they're not that strong? Mm -hmm. And saying to yourself, okay, if these are my grades right now, if this is what I've been doing in grades 9 through 11, do I take a lighter workload senior year? Do I take less AP classes? Do I take more AP classes? Mm -hmm. Do I challenge myself by taking honors classes? or an IB curriculum if that's available. Um, Just kind of recalibrating to see what is actually going to work with the amount of workload that you'll have senior fall when you're actually completing the applications. Well, that makes sense. And and again, you're right. Senior year is is too late to address that. Um, Knowing what classes you're taking and kind of... I I like the the way you put it. Recalibrating. I really like the way you put that because hopefully... Students will have started thinking about the honors classes and, and AP classes and had advice from parents and teachers and college counselors or guidance counselors as early as freshman year on setting up that, that plan mm-hmm. and knowing where you're at and kind of thinking about, is it working? What can I change? Before it's too late to actually make any changes is a good idea. So let's talk a little bit again about building the college list. Um, when do you think a student should start doing that? Junior spring is when I've typically seen students start. Mm -hmm. I don't recommend that only because in junior year, students usually don't know what they actually want Mm -hmm. or what options are available to them. Okay. Junior spring, and really all of junior year, is more of an exploratory period. A time during which you're going out visiting schools, I always recommend that students start local and visit a school that's close by just to get some practice around... What types of questions should you ask on a tour? What types of things about a school you should consider? What don't you like? What do you like? And that'll help make other college tours a little bit easier mm-hmm. and a little bit more productive so that you're using that time wisely. So if mom and dad are really insistent on visiting colleges, um, is it something that 
a student should just let mom and dad decide where they're going to visit or should they have a much more uh, active role in picking out schools or helping to decide the route mm-hmm. that, they're, that, the parent, that, that this trip is going to take? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good question. Families function so differently that it's hard to say which way to go. Mm-hmm. I think student voice is incredibly important, so yes, a student should be involved. The extent to which they should be involved really depends on the family and how that schedule fits into something bigger. So maybe there's a vacation planned and they're just going to do some schools on the side. Uh, so it really depends. But yes, a student should absolutely be a part of that conversation. Um, so one of the things that, that happens, I think, that surprises students is once a student's taken the PSAT at the beginning of junior year, mm-hmm. once they, they get a result, and this often happens weeks before they get the result back, mm-hmm. the score report back from their high school, but the college board in your school knows about these results, and the college board uh, connects with schools that allow them to advertise to students mm-hmm. so that colleges can reach out. I remember back when I was in high school, I started hearing from schools in Ohio and Virginia and mm-hmm. places where I hadn't really been thinking about colleges. And it, it really gave me a chance to explore the ideas of different schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, how important it is, is it, in your opinion, uh, for uh, is that advertising? Is that exposure to schools that students haven't ever heard of before? It's important. I think having access to different types of schools that aren't familiar to you can be really helpful and kind of guide you in a completely different direction and can be really fruitful for some students. Other students get super overwhelmed by mm-hmm. that. And so I think it's really kind of taking a step back and starting small. And for me, I always recommend starting local before you jump into that pool of schools you know, all around the country and perhaps all around the world. Um, having some sense of what direction you want to go in before you kind of jump into the actual college list, college search process, can really alleviate a lot of that stress that students go through. How important, in your opinion, are online resources, uh, search engines, etc.? And are there any that you can recommend? None come high on my list. Uh, college Board, of course, has their... their big uh, future. Yeah, big future. <laughs> um, because that's what students are heading towards, a big future. Um <laughs> They are a great place to start. Their filters work well, and I think the way that they divide their filters are super helpful. Um, but I don't strongly recommend one over the other. Okay. I think our students are savvy these days in a way that I was not when I was their age. <laughs> okay. And so I always encourage them to follow schools on social media and see, mm. like, are there any pictures or headlines that really stand out to them? And usually that's a good indicator of what the culture of the school is like. So, for example, if they have a student spotlight and a student is in charge of Instagram for that week, you know, what are you? What can you learn from that social media presence? Um, and because they're already on social media, it's just an easier mm-hmm. way for them to start sifting through. You find, and again, I, you work with students in the college counseling aspect far more than I do because I teach, you know, SAT or ACT classes. I teach study skills classes. And so while students talk to me about this, it's not the primary um, role I have in their lives. Um, Do students talk to you a lot about schools that they've heard of because they're famous, because they've been in the movies or the movies have been set on that campus or 
TV shows have been set at that school. Mm-hmm. Is that still a big factor, popular media, popular culture? Popular culture. Like, for example, there's a TV show that uh, my wife watches. It's uh, a sitcom, and I don't, I'm don't. i not a big fan of sitcoms, so I don't, I don't watch that often. It's a show called Blackish. Mm-hmm. About, oh, yeah, it's uh, so good. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you've heard of it. Uh, uh, about a, a, a power couple in L.A. Mm-hmm. And, and their children and, and kind of dealing with certain cultural issues in, in Los Angeles in their socioeconomic group. Mm-hmm. And the eldest daughter went off to college. And the son was ready to go to college. Eldest son was trying to go to college. Mm -hmm. And there was a whole episode on him deciding between Stanford University, which is where I believe his mother went, and Howard University, which is in uh, D.C., where his father went. And those two schools uh, are real colleges, real universities. And I've actually had conversations with students uh, about those two schools because they heard of them through that TV show episode. Oh, that's fascinating. And, and other things, like <laughs> students are like, oh, I know I know about Harvard, I know about Yale because there's all these movies or all these famous people who went yeah, there. Yeah. And I think that's a thing. After um, the woman who played uh, Hermione Granger, Emma Thompson, mm-hmm. Emma, no, Emma Watson, Emma, probably. Watson. Emma Thompson is a different actor. Yeah. Emma Watson went to Brown University. I had students asking me about Brown University. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you find that as well, that students bring Not up these things? Not that often, actually. It might just be because I'm obsessed with TV and uh, movies. Yeah, I it might think be just so. me. <laughs> okay, just that's me. embarrassing. <laughs> um, so where, where do most students end up hearing about schools, mm-hmm. in, in your experience? From family and friends is usually where it starts. Um, and actually reading through applications, that's usually when students indicate, how did I hear about this school? Family or friends are usually the first touch points before they've visited campus or looked on a website or anything else. Um, so they're definitely listening to the people around them, for mm. better or for worse, uh, and then kind of making decisions based on those conversations. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Um, I guess I just have a different uh, different, different uh, aspect of their lives that I have access yeah, to, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, other, a, that's an honor and a privilege. I to guess. Have that I guess. Or maybe I just gibber on about TV shows and movies too yeah, much. That, too. that just <laughs> might be me. Um, are there any other uh, things that juniors can do to prepare themselves for the college application process? I think the most important, well, actually, I won't say the most important thing. A very important thing okay. is test prep. Uh oh. Uh, and that's, this is your This is my thing. Your thing. Um, but making sure that. Uh, not only that students are studying, but taking practice tests and hopefully taking the actual exam junior spring if they feel comfortable doing so, is a great way just to build that confidence early on and then see where they are and see how that might affect the decisions they make later down the road. Okay. Well, then I guess I'm going to have to talk to you guys at home about that another time. Uh, so anything else on your mind, anything on this topic that you'd like to share with us before I wrap it all up? I think we've covered most things all right just to put in a plug i think having a conversation with a third party person so someone who is not a like family a, or a friend like a private college counselor yeah maybe oh okay uh that's great you know <laughs> well, come on down for a conversation <laughs> and let's see how we can be helpful to you all right well and full disclosure marvin is a private college counselor with the same company that, where i work and he is uh excellent and gets amazing reviews i hear from uh, the parents and students who work with him all the time so definitely if you're in the boston metro area uh, marvin is available and looking for students um so thank you so much for being on the show again marvin glad to be here thanks for having me i really appreciate it um and folks if you enjoyed the episode if you got anything out of it please remember to like 
uh, heart, star, fave, whatever your podcast listening app of choice lets you do to let us know that you like it. And hit that share sheet. Share with your friends, family members, and coworkers and colleagues. Let them know what you're listening to, and that way we can spread the word about uh, getting more knowledgeable about the college application process and education in general. And of course, please remember to subscribe to the podcast. That way it gets downloaded to your phone or other device right away. You don't have to search for us every time. It'll just get there. Uh, we try to keep it short and sweet so it you know, fits into your commute so, um, or your ride on the, on the subway or the T um, and so that you have a good experience on your commute. Uh, and if you want to talk to us, if you want to give us some feedback, ask some questions, we do have a Twitter account. It is at Livia's Pod. I'm going to try and keep remembering to tell our tech guy to put that in the show notes so that you guys can just do one click and boom, your Twitter app opens up. You can leave us a comment, uh, ask us a question. We'll try and get back to you right away. I know I have a notification that happens on my phone when that happens. And if we get enough good questions, we can do a whole episode on that with just your questions. So thank you so much for listening. And as always, let's keep learning. <laughs>